0: Hello everyone, welcome to Our Secret Spot, the podcast. My name is Lawrence. There is no Jess today. This is a solo pod. And yes, it really is a solo pod. Uh, this was requested by a few people. I even put up a little bit of a um, a poll on our Instagram uh, a couple of months ago about doing a solo pod, asking if people wanted to hear it. Put up three options. What were the options? It was like, yes, no. Probably should have checked this out <laughs> before I started recording. Um, they will basically gag answers, basically asking if anyone wanted to hear the podcast from me solo or not. Most people said yes. Some people said fuck no. Uh, to those people, I say fuck you. You're getting it anyway. Or you just don't have to listen. Tune out to this podcast right now. Uh, I did this uh, out of a favor to a friend uh, who shall remain nameless. He or she, maybe... Actually, not, so let's not say he or she. Let's say they. Let's use the pronouns they. They, them. They were quite upset when I introduced a solo podcast uh, a few podcasts ago, only to reveal it was a gag, and Jess was actually joining me on the podcast. Um, I got a substantial boo message from them. Uh, they ended up uh, listening to the podcast. So, so they texted me in real time as they were listening, I introduced as a solo, then I came back on uh, with Jess and then they were heartbroken at the end. Not that they don't like Jess, but they just wanted to hear my my ramblings. So the theme of today's podcast is it's Happy Festivus. It is the end of the year. It is that time of the year, that holiday silly season. I've got my little notes here. I've written some fucking notes <laughs> uh, because I've never spoken for any length of time by myself into a dark room with just one re- weird ring light and a camera, and I'm, I'm doing it as a video pod as well. I'm just trying out all this new shit. Uh, Jess and I have been talking about doing uh, adding video to the podcast, so I'm trialling it out today. Uh, it's going to be a bit weird because some of the other podcasts that we've pre-recorded with guests won't have video, so we're going to oscillate between going to video and not video. Maybe I should work on that. I should have really thought about all this before I started doing it, but here we are. Happy Festivus. Uh, this is going to come out on the 23rd. I initially planned to have this episode come out on the 24th of December, because I thought Christmas Eve, people were getting ready to uh, bunker down with their families and spend some holidays. Maybe they needed a, a bit of a respite. They go, oh God, I've got to spend time with these people. I need, I need, to, <laughs> I need to think about something else. Uh, but I Googled Festivus. Uh, on the old Wikipedia and I found out some interesting things that I did not know because uh, if anyone knows uh, and anyone listens to the podcast, I'm obviously a fan of Seinfeld uh, and that's where I have gotten enamored with the idea of Festivus, at least somewhat seriously. I like it. I've got my aluminum pole. Yes, I say aluminum because the Americans say aluminum. They actually spell it different. I think Bradford... From By the By podcast, told me this that 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 it's actually spelt differently, not just said differently. So I will honour the American way of saying their their word aluminum. We would say aluminium, but it feels weird to say that uh, aluminium pole when it's when I'm so used to hearing is the aluminum pole. So here is my aluminum pole, (laughs) which is simply a vacuum cleaner uh, hose pipe thing uh, from our wet and dry vac. That's the best thing I think it have. Actually, it's probably stainless steel, so it's not even really aluminum. I'm failing on all fronts. Anyway, moving right along, Festivus. Uh, I'm just going to read out some of the uh, the words from Wikipedia itself, so we we don't even get misconstrued. Uh, this is quite uh, half-ass internet research, just to um, borrow from one of my other favorite podcasts, the Rewatchables. So Festivus tells you how to pronounce it. Is a secular holiday celebrated on December twenty-third as an alternative to the pressures of commercialism of the Christmas season. Originally created by author Daniel O'Keefe, Festivus entered popular culture after it was made the focus of 1997's Seinfeld episode, The Strike, which O'Keefe's son, Dan O'Keefe, wrote. See, I didn't know this. I always thought it just originated in Seinfeld. Like one of the writers obviously came up with this as a funny way to to um, you know, put Kramer and and George in, a, in an awkward situation, uh, but this actually happened by the the writer of the show's father. Uh, so yeah, as it was created by author and editor Daniel O'Keefe, um, and it was celebrated by, celebrated by his family as early as 1966. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> uh, and I'll go on. i uh, skip forward a little bit. Um, in 1982. Daniel O'Keefe wrote a book, Stolen Lightning, The Social Theory of Magic, which deals with... No, 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 that's not what we want. Uh, oh, it deals with the idiosyncratic ritual and its social significance, significance, a theme relevant to Festivus tradition. So this is amazing to me that this family actually did celebrate Festivus. They did go through these, uh, uh, the practices and traditions of, of Festivus. Uh, which we're going to go through today on this podcast. Hopefully, I don't know how long this podcast is going to go for. I've written down a few notes. I'm just going to talk rambling um, about them, and then we can go from there. So, I mean, we this is – we're going to go through the the, the different categories. Um, we're going to talk, do the festivist dinner. But obviously, I'm alone, and I just don't want to eat on camera. That we're not doing that kind of podcast. So it's going to be rejoicing about the year. That's going to be the dinner. We will do the airing of grievances. I've, <laughs> oh, I've got some grievances to air. It's all going to be in jest, but some of them are real. But, you know, it's kind of like if you don't laugh, you cry kind of situation. The feats of strength um, and then Festivus Miracles. Uh, I just want to start off with some messages from Jess herself. So she knows I'm doing this podcast. I haven't just gone rogue and just gone, gotten the podcast gear out and just started recording um, just because I feel like it uh her messages because so i messaged her this morning before i came in uh, and asked if she wanted to say anything for me to read out on the podcast uh, and she basically just said oh you know the usual uh merry christmas happy new year thanks for everyone coming this year great stuff <laughs> thorough and sincere uh let's move along to the festivist dinner rejoicing uh about the year that we've had uh so we've had a great year at the club uh it's probably been one of our strongest years to date uh i know that you know as a business you probably say that all the time uh but this really has been uh, a year that has changed the shape of oss dramatically um we've had huge events we've consolidated our business down into annandale this happened back in uh 2020 but like we really hit our stride because obviously all the COVID lockdowns that were impeding on the business and the rest of it so this has been the first full year since 2020 that we've been operational uh you know starting with you know New Year's Eve last year which is a huge success uh and some of the other significant parties we had our uh, eighth birthday this year we actually forgot to plan it I remember like we were looking over our our weekly planner that Jess and I create. We usually create it about six months in advance for all our events that are coming up. And I can't remember who remembered, but we're looking at it and it's kind of getting to end of February, early March, which is when our birthday is. So we opened in March 1st, 2014, uh, that we did not have a birthday party planned or organized for the club. (laughs) So... Our, our our child that we had created together, we had forgotten its birthday, um, and we had to quickly scramble. So we ended up doing it in April uh, because that's you know we need enough time to plan it, um, organize uh, people who do shows and photographs and all the rest of it to come in. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a, that was a little bit sad for us because we're we're forgetful and stupid. It's also an, a, a symptom of us like just being so much busier now. Uh, I don't mean just like the club in general, but Jess and I have just being busier managing the club, I guess because we are busier, so there's a lot more uh, administration uh, work to be done. Uh, what else? What other big events have we had? You know, we've partnered up with uh, Exclusively RHP uh, a few times this year, and they've been fantastic parties. So Ray and Jackie from Exclusively RHP. Was it RHP? No, I always forget this. It's Exclusively RHP. Yeah. It's exclusively RHP, have been going from strength to strength, uh, running their parties. Uh, we take our hats off to them for the amount of work and effort they put into their events. So they don't run events as regularly as us here at the club. Uh, but when they do run them, they are spectacular. Uh, we're happy to help them in any way we can. And when they do host events here at the club, they are something to behold. Uh, we also have worked uh, a number of times with Brad Van Angel from By The By podcast, as many of you would know who listen to the podcast know, uh, they run pendulum parties here bi-monthly. That's a little bit of a wink at you. Uh, They have also been going from strength to strength. Uh, I think because at the end of each party, uh, I write up the, uh, the numbers for the night, like how many people came and ticket sales and all the rest of it. And I think for the last two, I've written, because I write a little note at the end about like what happened on the night, uh, the good things, the bad things uh, about what happened, just stuff that we can work on, maintain or completely fix. And I think at the end of them, it's just, I've said both times for the last two, our biggest pendulum yet, which is great. And it's great for them. Uh, and, we're, and we're so happy that we could have helped them along in their journey. A lot of the shit that I'm saying right now, we're probably going to say again in the next podcast, like Jess and I do the month review for December. So we're going to record that after our New Year's Eve party. So we're probably going to say a bunch of the same stuff. But I'm saying it here and I'm trying to be sincere because the shit that's about to follow, you know, doesn't make me sound like too much of a a Scrooge. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, Bradford and Angela, uh, Pendulum, going from strength to strength. It's been really great to see. Uh, We also have had... We did the escape to the tropics with uh, uh, exclusive RHP and by uh, by the by, when I say we, we just attended, we didn't help organise in any way, shape or form. Uh, we took up a couple of hats, you know, so we gave out some hats, <laughs> some sun visors to people when, when that's our, that's our claim to fame of uh, helping with that, uh, that event. Um, and I say we, as in Jess and I didn't go, but my partner and I, Michelle, we went up to Beautiful, poor Douglas, man! I'm so forgetful this morning. I've had my coffee. I I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm a little bit too excited that I'm just here talking on the podcast alone. Um, Halloween—that was our—that was a super fun party to attend. As anyone who's listened to that Halloween episode, so many people came in theme and costume. Our parties over the years have have gone from strength to strength, and then like I think the the more we've grown as a business. Uh, and reputation as a club, people are making more and more of an effort to attend um, in theme. So I remember that night was just, maybe I I counted maybe one or two people who, whilst not like totally out of theme, they just didn't make that much of an effort. And that was clear. But the rest of the people had made a huge amount of effort, made picking best dress really difficult for the poor staff. Uh, I should also mention our beautiful staff. Uh, We've, They help us run the nights every weekend. Jess and I could not do it all alone, so it is super valuable uh, to have them around. We've got some fantastic staff. As you know, um, most of you who who listen or who've been to the club know Trip. Uh, Trip's a fantastic manager. Um, More about that to come after the new year. And we've got some new staff, newer staff members who have come on, and they've taken really well to working in the club. Uh, seeing, like, you know, the the great things about the club and getting to introduce people and take them on tours and answer their questions. And it's kind of like this sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? I guess sort of nurturing the newbies, you know, just kind of like getting them involved and seeing how they can progress and grow. It's been fantastic to see. And they also get to see the dark side of the club, not just literally. I mean, like, you know, when they have to pick up 100 condoms in a night because you dirty fuckers <laughs> keep throwing them on the floor. Uh, that's a bit, sometimes I feel bad for them as I say, yeah, this is, this is probably not the ideal thing that you want to be doing on a, on a Saturday night, like bent over in like a 50 person orgy trying to scrounge around picking up condoms. I do help out when I can, cause you know, I like to say, well, lead by example and I can just get in there and pick up some condoms, but, uh, we can't do it all at once. Uh, and what else? So this brings us, so towards the end of the year we had our, we've had our month of Christmas parties. Uh, You know, it started with exclusive RHP, then we had some other private parties out doing Christmas parties, and we had our own last week, which I sadly missed, but Jess gave me a full rundown of what happened, and it sounded like a fantastic night. So that's great. Thank you very much for all those who've attended over the year. Uh, We've got, what, three more parties to go for 2023. We've got our newbie night on the 23rd when this episode is going to drop, so that's tomorrow. I'm recording this on the Thursday, the 22nd. This is going to come out on the 23rd. Uh, and then after that, we've got the 30th, which is little black dress and then New Year's Eve on the 31st, obviously. So we're going to start at, I think, eight or nine o'clock, do the New Year's Eve countdown and then the real banging begins. Don't worry about the fireworks. Banging here is what's most important. (laughs) Um... Yeah, as you can see, I'm stumbling a lot with my words. I usually have Jess here to like help me out with the uh, things that are going on around the club and what's coming up or what I may have missed. So this is yeah a little bit different for me just to be rambling on and on uh, by myself. Uh, some some big changes that have happened over the year. I'm trying to think of like you know we've we've gone almost exclusively online with our ticket sales, which has been a lot easier for us to manage in terms of handling customers at the door so we don't have to do as much it's just a name and a check-in take the locker deposit and then in you go oh we've changed our uh deposit policy and phone policy in in one go so now every every guest that comes in to get a locker key, you, both people or person has to hand over their mobile phone uh to get their locker key we do this to increase the robustness of our our privacy uh inside the club and also a lot of people were just walking off with the keys and they just sort of like oh I left my card behind maybe they didn't even have any money on it anyway I'm sort of skirting into the airing of grievances here but we'll keep going uh and they just cancelled the card and then we lose the key plus we have to pay for the the um the key to be replaced which is Somewhat expensive considering what the actual key is. and All up, it costs us about $25 to $30 to get a new key. So we charge 50 which accounts for our time to go and get this other key made. Um, people don't understand. that. Like, oh, oh, I usually go to, like, I don't know, Bunnings or something, and it costs $2 to get a key cut. But this is like a special key. Then we're going to get the tag made and then the engraving of that tag. And they like to charge us for that. Uh, so, yeah, we've changed all that people also ask about like why did we change the mobile phone policy oh something happened i actually had a, cu- a customer the other day who was just standing there looking at me go what happened yeah nothing happened <laughs> it's like, no something happened you just she, she was just arguing with me and i says no and now I told her the story of jess has been on a couple of podcasts and she was on with who was she on with oh um Kat Hennessy, Cat's Out of the Bag podcast, and I was listening back to it, and I think she asked about like how to how do you stop people from taking photos, and essentially like you know we've had the mobile phone policy, you put it in your locker, and we ask that you don't use it. Now that was like a bit of a all trust kind of phone policy, like you know people could take their phone out of their locker if they wanted to and sort of sneak around with the club. Um, I just didn't like the way it sounded when Jess said it because it's sometimes you know you write things down and you just sort of. Or you have an idea in your head, but you never, sometimes you just never verbalize these things in the, in that way. Or when you're talking to someone who's completely new, and then adding the perspective that she was talking to a, a fairly large audience, I think this doesn't sound great. And I think, and then I messaged Jess after I listened to the podcast, I go, we need to change our mobile phone policy. Just because so, I've heard of other clubs where they just take your phone off you, right? It's just old school, no phones, no camera. Like you, you can't take a photo because you don't have your, your, your phone on you. I mean, obviously, if you wanted to sneak in, like, one of those little mini cameras. I don't, do they even sell those anymore? Those little mini, um, you know, digital cameras. I think that market probably died, died a little while ago when the mobile phone cameras got so good. I'm recording this video podcast on my phone. Um, it's amazing. I didn't even know the features that it had like 8k resolution and all these other bits and pieces has directed mode. Oh, oh this is, it was a bit beyond me, but anyway, so yeah, that's one of the big, other big changes. Um, anything else? Maybe? No, I can't think of anything. A lot of dead air here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move into the airing of grievances. Now, I just want to put out here to the at the start that Yes, these are actual some issues. I'm um, uh, but I'm taking the piss a little bit. It's it's just stuff that you kind of have to get used to in business and it's some lessons that I've learned over the over the years as well about like what when you're dealing with a large number of people, not everyone's just going to be on the same page as you and you can't expect them to be. I know this rationally. <laughs> but my Teenage Lawrence, like, "I'm going to conquer the world brain," <laughs> takes over sometimes, and it's just like, these fucking guns, <laughs> fucking shit that they talk. Um, I tell you a story that happened. Uh, this has happened a few times, because uh, you know, during the week, Jess and I are working here. Uh, doing little bits and pieces, and I'm here like doing the washing or whatever. Uh, and I hear the doorbell ring in the middle of the week. And now sometimes it's a it's a package arriving, couriers coming. So I if I hear the doorbell ring, I will go and check who it is. Sometimes there's people just being being annoying, prank you know, you know, knock and run. They like think it's funny, even though we've got cameras all over the front door and we can see exactly who they are and which way they're running. Uh, idiots. Um, this happens from time to time. People put in the wrong address. So we're on, we're on 191 Parramatta Road, Annandale. Now, Parramatta Road is quite a large, long road and spans many suburbs. Now, I don't, this is something that I've never quite gotten on board with. Like in Australia, they don't. the numbers don't just keep rising. I think they just reset at the start of a new suburb. So it's suburb lines. So, for example, we're in Annandale. Stanmore is uh, the next suburb over towards the city. Uh, but once it goes from Stanmore to Annandale, the numbers reset. So there is a 191 Parramatta Road, Stanmore, and 191 Parramatta Road, Annandale, and they're not that far from each other. It's kind of easy to get yourself confused. I think if you're putting it into like Google Maps or whatever, or you're telling an your Uber driver, this happens sometimes. Customers come to the arena uh, and going, "Where are you?" And it's just like, well, I mean, I, our address is 191 Parramatta Road. I don't know what else to say to you except maybe give you a latitude and longitude. But if you can't read a map, then you probably can't <laughs> understand latitude and longitude. Uh, Invariably, they say, oh, I can see a McDonald's and da-da-da, which is in Stanwadiga. Okay, you're in the wrong suburb. You need to come to Annandale, which is like a couple of minutes up the road. Sometimes people come to 191, they go, think they're going to 199 Parramatta Road, Auburn. So it starts with an A. They got the suburb right A. Um, Curios get this wrong, uh, uh, somewhat alarming. alarmingly, uh, I can't speak. An amount of times that is alarming. There we go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so this brings me back to my story. This happened last week or the week before. The doorbell rings uh, and I I didn't think anyone was supposed to be coming or, or we had any packages, but I checked who it was on the cameras and it was, a, it was a young lady and I thought, maybe have we booked a podcast and I've forgotten about it. I, I do this sometimes. Um, I'm terrible with the calendar. Jess can attest to this that I forget things. Um, and I thought, well, I better check. And so I talked to her, and, and then she goes, hi, I'm here to see, and I couldn't hear because of in the, in the intercom. she. I say, come in. She goes, I'm here to see Unit 11. I'm like, oh, there's no Unit 11. This is just one building. And she goes, well, well what am I supposed to... And she's, she was a bit confused. And I go, what's what's the address you're looking for? She goes, 191 Parramatta Road. And I go, what suburb? And she goes, Auburn. And I go, well, you're in Annandale, which is about 30 minutes away from Auburn. And she looks at me like I... I caused this problem for her. And she's like, well, why do they have two street numbers the same? Why?" Do I-? And I said, like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not a town planner. I don't know. <laughs> and she's Googling the address and she's obviously just trying to work out where where she is and where she's got to go. And then as she just starts walking towards the door, like slowly backing away to the door, she's looking at her phone. and I'm just staring at her, just sort of like in shock, about how rude this person is—that they're treating me like I'm some kind of fucking asshole that did this to them—and then she just opens the door, like slams it open. So she's in a huff now, bangs the door, and just walks out and says, like, "You're welcome." Just and then just closes the door in my face. And was like, I don't know, like why someone would be that cunty. I <laughs> don't get it. Um, that's one of my, my grievances that I have. Just cunty people, just talking, just saying they're just being rude to people that haven't done anything wrong to them. Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, one of my favourite ones is uh, customers who. So this is a this has been a great thing for us. Is like our parties have been selling out, and they've been selling out in advance. Uh, it's not so great for the the last minute. Uh, purchases of tickets for, as customers I think for a long time in late uh, in Australia like swingers clubs and maybe around the world like you just kind of turned up like you were you're out with your partner or you felt like you're a bit horny one night you're gonna go I'm gonna go to a club and you just rock up pay your money at the door and just walk in um that is not the case anymore at least here at OSS where you do have to pre-book in, adli- in advance and people say, well, "Well, can't you just squeeze one more in?" I mean, yes, technically we probably could, but we don't have to lock the locker space. But we're also trying to control the crowd size as well. So we don't want so many people in here that you like you can't get to a bathroom. The wait for at the bar is too long. There's no actual play space. It just becomes too uncomfortable. And sometimes we even skirt the line of like when it's becoming uncomfortable. Uh, so we just like we we sell a certain amount of tickets, which we feel like is kind of within the optimal range of like where uh, the comfort level is for the guests themselves. And then we just say no more. And that's just, just the way we've been running it. Um, But people come along to the, like on the day, uh, you know, um, I haven't got a ticket, but I I, want to come. And so well, you can't because we we've sold out. Oh, what does that mean? It means we we don't have any more tickets. Like the questions that come from people are amazing. I, I guess what I should think about as well is like not everyone is doing this because obviously there's a certain there's a large amount of people who read that the, the website is sold out and they just go right, it's sold out, I'll move on. That uh, there are, it's just a, the small amount of people, but I, uh, that come and ask these sort of questions afterwards. But I guess I I only see the 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 negative side of these because they're the only ones that are asking the questions. So in my mind. All these people are stupid asking me this, this, these silly questions. Um, my other favorite one is when they ask, in event like, how many people are going to be coming, or will it be busy? And to me, it's like the implication is I will only come if it's busy. Uh, but if everyone had that attitude, then we'd never be busy because everyone's waiting for everyone else to come in. But I guess that's kind of like human behavior. Uh, people just they want to go where where other people are. How do you get people to come to where other people are before they get there. I don't know. These are questions that are a little bit beyond me. Uh, But it's just a a little bit frustrating when you're trying to, you know, uh, promote a party and they only will come if they think there's other people, enough going to be enough people for them to come. And it's sort of like this, like I said, this implication (laughs) that the party will only be worthy to them and they – if, they, if there isn't enough people deemed by them. Uh, one of my other favourites is, how attractive are the people in there? I fucking hate this question so much. It's because, one, how do I define this? Uh, everyone's got a different level of a, uh, what they find attractive, uh, what they're into. It's I've got to then now, like, suppose what you find attractive. Uh, and then again, it's this implication that, I will only come if the other people are attractive enough. And it's just say like, well, I feel like asking to them, well, how attractive are you? Should I, should I, uh, should, how about we take a photo of you and I show it to everyone that's inside the club at the time and we can do a poll on whether or not you can come in or not. Probably everyone will say no, you know, just because you're asking the questions. It's like your yeah, attitude stinks. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, people who don't read. Oh my God! There's so much information on the website. We try and do so much to like put the info out there. We've even, obviously, we do this podcast now because people don't want to read. We think maybe they'll listen to us. Um, it's amazing how many people just don't read uh, it's simple information. Uh, uh, we we have an online chat feature now at the club, so you know you can message us uh, during business hours, and you get a fairly prompt response. Usually, it should be within a couple of seconds. Sometimes a couple of minutes. If I'm having lunch, it might be an hour or two. <laughs> And I'm like I'm not answering these chats anymore and we can see exactly where the people the the person who's messaging us is on the website so for example the chat will pop up and on our end we can see the visitor is from on the home page or on the events page or on the opening hours page and I'm just gobsmacked at how many people are on the like information opening hours page and they're asking us what time you open It's really, really hard not to just say. Uh, it's, the information you want is probably right behind the chat window that you're typing on right now. <laughs> um, having to... <laughs> sometimes I have to just really um, hold myself back and just try. And I want to scream at the screen sometimes, but I just... I know I can't. Everyone tells me this is so be nice to the customers. <laughs> uh and then, like, if I'm if I'm being cheeky, I'll just copy and paste the web page that they're meant to be on that has the information and send it to them. And they'll click it, and it'll take them to the exact page they're already on. They're like, oh. <laughs> okay. uh, that's probably about as cheeky as I get. Uh, otherwise, I'll just tell them the information. We're open from eight, or when we were open from seven, open from seven. Single guys. There is... A lot of single male applications that are poor. Um, people ask us, and then like we get the intellectual types say, "Oh, how come you don't allow all single guys?" That's sexist, and it's just so like obviously. So you're thinking about the issue and like why, why, why we have different uh, policies for different gendered people, uh, and yeah, on on in that sense, yeah, we do discriminate. Um, yeah, we fucking discriminate because a lot of the guys or the ones who want to come to a club or think they know what this is. I don't know. They're just fucking self-absorbed sex pests, I guess <laughs> Like the shit they talk about. They talk about themselves only, uh, or they, they're just like one of them. What, what was it? Like Jess posted it earlier in the year. <laughs> it's like, uh, I look good in it's, I look good in a suit and wear a Rolex. That was like, all they wrote about themselves and why they'd be good to come to the party. It's like, <laughs> how does fucking wearing a Rolex make you a good person? I don't fucking know. Like, does Rolex, like, take a uh, behavioral test? Like, you, you can only buy a Rolex if, you, if you're if you a good person? Like, is that, like, the the the, the, the gold standard of, like, uh, someone being a good person or if they're wearing a fucking Rolex? I guarantee you everyone who wears a Rolex is not a good person. Not everyone. What, what, what did I mean to say? Not every person who wears a Rolex is a good person. There we go. That's what I meant. Geez, don't hold me over the coals people who wear Rolexes and who are good people. I know people who wear Rolexes who are good people. Um And no, I don't wear a Rolex. And I don't think I'm a good person a lot of the time. So <laughs> there's a little something for you. Uh we've switched over to PayPal earlier this year. Um and PayPal is quite robust in like you know their buyer protection and all that and that's and that's great and that's part of the reason why we went over there. Um, you know people can feel safe like they go they know what PayPal is, they know what it stands for and the rest of that. Uh, but people can raise claims um, through PayPal and you can do this through your banks like you, you people have done this through their banks as well like where you can raise a claim and they almost always favor the buyer. Um, I probably shouldn't even be saying this because this just tells people like how to like rot the system. Uh, but like you, as the the business, and then got to like send over proof uh, about like fulfilling an order or something like that. Um, but people who raise like people who raise claims on PayPal before they give the business, i.e., us, a chance to respond. I mean, we had a, a little issue a while ago where for some reason PayPal wasn't communicating with our ticketing system, and it lasted about twenty four hours. We worked it out, what was going on, fixed it, and then the, the system for most for the most part just sent out the tickets that it had missed. Uh, but someone who'd bought a ticket, hadn't received their ticket via email in the meantime, and then raised a PayPal dispute. Now, what would you think, dear listener, is a reasonable amount of time uh, to raise a, a query uh, or a dispute with PayPal about not receiving an item for an event that, mind you, that had not, has, has yet to occur? I mean, I would say, like, a day or two, you'd, you'd email the business, hey, I didn't get my ticket, no response like uh, well i guess something's up and i'm gonna go go to paypal and get my money back this person waited all of two hours and 30 minutes uh they they sent one message via instagram that hadn't been read and then raised the claim um i don't even know why you would raise it on instagram i mean i guess it makes sense like you can you can message us on instagram but like sometimes like if you haven't messaged us in your your um your request gets buried in all the other requests that we get, like, especially from guys like, Hey, are you up? And I'm like, I don't know why they're texting us, hey, are you up? <laughs> I don't know who they're texting. Um yeah, two hours and thirty minutes I thought was a rather short amount of time for us to rectify any of the situation. And we just ended like, you know, PayPal says, look, someone hasn't received their the, the goods that they've bought. And I was just like, I, I wanted to argue with PayPal and just go, they bought a ticket. Here's all the transaction listings. Here's the, here's the screenshot of the ticket now being sent uh, the, uh, the next morning. And the event is in two days, so they haven't missed out on anything. But I just thought, no, nah, I'm not going to uh, – I can't deal with this person. I, I tried to mess, email them once via the ticketing link and saying, hey, did you still want to come? And then I just gave up and I just go a look. I gave them two hours and 30 minutes and I can- cancelled the ticket and refund the money. I just didn't want, you know, I don't want to have a fight with PayPal over like trying to set, submit evidence and the rest of that because it, it's just like someone's got to review it all. And I don't know how it works in the back end of PayPal. Like, do we get little black dots on our name every time someone raises a dispute? Who knows? Uh, so I just thought, look, I'll just refund the money. No questions asked. It doesn't cost us anything. Um, so no harm, no foul. They, if they, they Maybe they just had instant buyer's regret as soon as they clicked uh, buy and they're like, Oh no, I <laughs> don't want to buy this ticket. Um, yeah. So fuck you to that person who's <laughs> two hours and 30 minutes. What a fucking joke. Um, uh, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah. I'm just going back to my notes. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. One last one last airing grievances, and I, I promise I'm going to move on after this because you know we don't need to be steeped in negativity for the entire the entirety of this podcast. But it's kind of fun to like shit on people a little bit, and it's just uh, all in good humor. I love you all. I love the customers, except you fucking negative ones. Anyway, I like the people who write negative reviews on Google. Uh, a lot of the times, if you go to our Google uh, page, uh, you know, our listing on Google, and you read our reviews. Um, some of the reviews, the negative ones in, in particular, uh, you can tell, or maybe maybe you can't tell, but we can tell uh, people who either haven't really been to the club, they've just got to be in their bonnet about the type of business, and this happens, and we, we kind of, Jess and I accept this about the, the nature of our business, that not everyone agrees ideologically with the type of business we are. It's not like a restaurant, people go, oh, well, I don't like food. It's just like, well, people just, you know, some people have ideas about sex and the way it happens and then, like, what what is acceptable. Uh, so we understand that. Um, some people who write reviews, like I said, clearly haven't been to the club. They just write something. They There was one review earlier this year that was, like, um, we were rude to the customers. We didn't give them what they wanted. They came in. The club was dirty. Everyone was doing drugs. No, And it's, like, they listed... Basically, it was a shopping list of everything that you could think negatively about a club like ours. Like if you were just, uh, you know, John Doe on the street, just thinking, what would you, what would it, if you conjured up a, a bad sex club, what would it be? It'd be dirty, no one respecting boundaries, like everyone fucked out of their mind on drugs and nobody, it's like, it was just like some big weird, um, I don't know, non-consensual sex fest. I don't, I don't know what the fuck, what they're thinking. And it was like, yeah, like I said, it was like a shopping list of, of, of things that was wrong with the club. And, you know, I responded to the review and I was just like, geez, it's like we almost went out of our way to make the night or your experience as bad as possible. It's like we as a business have decided our, our be- best practice is to just not even try. Actually, we, we will try. We're going to try and make it bad for you. And this is what I was saying. It's just like, you say this and that. It's like, we have no record of your attending. Like most people use fake names when they write these Google reviews. And I, I, I raised the query with Google saying this is clearly bogus. And they agreed. They just took the, they took the review down. And I was just like, oh my God, I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> I didn't think Google would side on our side. Like this. go, no, you're just going to wear your, um, your, your shit review. Uh, and we've managed to do it a couple more times. Like people who just have a, have some kind of be in their bonnet about us. Um, they clearly haven't been, and we've managed to get the review taken down. Uh, some of the negative reviews have stuck. And it's just interesting to me when people uh, write these negative reviews, like they, and they've been to the club, and you can tell they've been to the club, and like they, they specifically mention things that you would only kind of know, maybe if you'd been to the club or whatnot. Um, you know, they don't say anything to the staff, especially about things that could be fixed. Or you know, if you know, oh I noticed this XYZ oh they um uh the you know the, the the toilet was dirty. Now when you have 150 people walking through a club and all going to the bathroom and it's just say, like, yeah, it can be hard to keep on top of the toilets. We admit that and we're not perfect. Uh but at the same time if something's not right or you, you don't like something, you can talk to the staff. Um, you know, there there is such thing as uh constructive feedback. You don't have to be aggressive about it because obviously being aggressive about it is not going to be ideal. It's just like, hey, the toilets aren't clean or, hey, this is not right. Hey, I didn't like this or, hey, someone did this to me and I I, I want to talk about it and I want to get it rectified. Like, we're here to help. Uh, It's just amazing when, you know, you know either Jess or I or the staff, you know, at the end of the night when we're saying, how was your night? And most people say, great. And then all of a sudden we get a negative review. It's like, so who is this person? They, they 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 were asked or they had a lot of opportunity to interact with staff about something they didn't like, but instead they opted to go to Google and write a negative review. And it's kind of like they're obviously trying to punish us or trying to get some kind of retribution. I understand the wanting of getting, (laughs) getting retribution. Uh, hence my, me, me doing this, this podcast with the, with the grievances because this is my way of like getting my, 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 my two cents in, in a dialogue that I, I can control. Um, if you if if something's not right in any in, in the club or any business you go to, talk to the staff first. Don't be a fucking dick and just like post a public review. If after you talk to the staff and then and they don't give you what you want, they pay you off or whatever, yeah, sure, go ahead and write a review saying, this was bad, this is I asked them to fix it, they refused and here's the review. Um Give people the chance. It's just like, especially in small business, and I I know there are some fucking just mean spirited people out there. Like on my Google reviews, like my personal one that I write, like I don't write a, a, a negative Google review. I only ever write positive ones because I just want to prop people up. Uh, if I don't like it, either if it's not so egregious, that like, if it's just a little thing, it's like imperceptible. Like you can't say like, oh, I just didn't like the you know the way that that person looked at me or just the way I felt. It's kind of that's hard to sort of uh, sometimes. Uh, um describe to, to someone else if you're talking to a manager and name it's just sometimes a personality difference and that happens and it's just shrugged off I just don't go there anymore to that particular business. You know, I, you know, let, let my money talk. Or I will say something. It's to say, hey, I didn't like this. Uh, and usually most of the time the response is going to be good, right? They they're going to try and fix it for you or try and make it right. And it's just like, I mean, that's just customer service, right? So, you know, Jess and I haven't done you know, an MBA in training, but you just kind of know this sort of stuff. Uh, but people who just sort of like, just say nothing. Uh, we can't do anything about it after the fact. And they just go to take to, to writing a public review. So it's just like, go fuck yourselves. you miserable fucks. <laughs> uh, I hope that they, like writing that you, the review on, on Google or something that like, gives you, makes you feel like a big person <laughs> Because you're really not. Oh man. Uh, we also like Je- Jess and I are like uh, we 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 don't like to take shit from people because, especially in this industry, some people like to give shit um, just for whatever reason. It's, and especially it comes from men a lot, um, uh, sadly. Where you, you know there's uh, some kind of entitlement, especially like when it comes to sexuality. And like Jess and I have just like sometimes we just when we're interviewing. Uh, not interviewing, or we're, we're getting interactions online with a with a person. We know that, like, it's not perfect because it's only written word, but it's just that you get a sense of, like, what they are, and we just say no to, like, their attendance, or if people are rude, it's just, like, we either just block them or um, uh, just disen- otherwise disengage. Uh, sometimes people are just, I, I can't help it, like, they're just so belligerent or rude for uh, for some reason that we just, I, I can't help but like, let them know. <laughs> and I know this is probably not like good business practice because it's just kind of um, not something that you should be, should be doing to a potential customer, but it's to say at the same time as to say, do I really want this person as a customer? I say no, so fuck them. And if they have friends like that, tell them to. Fuck you. <laughs> Jess would be here right now. She was listening and, wow, this is just a rant. Um, so yeah, basically... Be a good person give the people a chance especially small business uh, if you don't like the response then go fill your boots write a negative review just tell them how shit they are because maybe they deserve it <laughs> uh, moving on to the feats of strength now the feats of strength that for me what i what i deem is like strength worthy is uh how have we gro- gro- grown oh my god <laughs> how have we grown as a business we've grown a lot um We've we've like obviously physically grown. Our, our venue in Annandale is like a lot bigger than it was in Darlinghurst. We fill it out now every weekend with people. Uh, we're so grateful that uh, so many people wanna come to the club every weekend and buy tickets online in advance, you know. Um, having a uh, sold out club every weekend bar maybe a handful over the entire year of 2022 has been an enormous uh, wind in our sails. Uh, Jess and I now have moved from, you know, sort of more treating this as a hobby to fully invested it as, as a business. And we both work full time on it, uh, just on separate, uh, rosters. So, um, we both get, we, we were burning a lot of energy, like trying to keep this club running for many years and like, you know, working weekends when we worked other jobs and this and that. And it's just like, now we've come to a point where it's just like we can actually have time off now. The other person can take over. Um, and, we both know how to do all these things for the club and we're, we're constantly talking about how to make it better or what we can change to improve. Uh, so without the, the support of you and everyone else who's come along, you know, weekend after weekend, and some of you do come weekend after weekend, good Lord. <laughs> if you're a regular at the club and we're talking like you come like every other week or something like that, we, we would love to see you hopefully before the end of the year or at New Year's Eve or something like that. Uh, and say thank you um, personally because it does really mean a lot to us that, that you do come along all the time. Uh, yeah, so the the increased patronage has enabled us to, like, really focus on the business, and Jess and I both love working at the club and working on the club. Uh, you know, it's, it's – for me, like, I feel like now that I, you know, do this pretty much full-time – I know what I'm saying pretty much, I don't know why I like like dumb things down, something like that. Like we work in this full time. I work in this full time. Jess works in this full time. I love coming to work. I love coming here during the week, doing all the little bits and pieces. I find things to do to fix up and make better or listen to feedback about what should be improved um, and just doing all the little things just day after day, uh, getting the club ready for the weekend. It just, it's, for me, it's, without getting all too touchy feely it's it's really enriching for my soul i i i love working on this business and i think because it is my own business um it's extremely satisfying it, it's not like i don't go oh got to go to work I, lo- I love going to work um, what we plan to make better in 2023 hmm I wrote this as a note, like, just something to talk about. Now I'm, like, feeling I'm I'm beholden to my own notes. <laughs> I guess I could have skipped it if I wanted to. What we want to make better for 2023. Uh, we're still teasing out the issue of how many people to have in the club. Um, we did get some feedback. That it was... Negative feedback, but it was and it was sent in a constructive way. See, I can take negative feedback. <laughs> it's this person was saying, like, look, there was, was too many people. I, it was, it was, um, you know, there was a line to just to get onto a play space, and and it just felt awkward. And it's just like I hear that. And it's just like we, we want you to come. We want it to feel busy and like it's a party and there's lots of energy, but we want you to be also have enough space to do um, uh, what you gave me to do: meet people and potentially play. Obviously, no pressure to do anything with anyone at any time. Uh, so, with all that, we're still trying to we we've increased locker space so we could have a few more people. But then let's just say, is this too many people? Um, just trying to find that sweet spot. Um, so bear with us. That's what we're trying to. That's one of the big things that we're trying to make better in twenty twenty three uh what else have we we've talked about obviously we're going to continue on this podcast we we've gotten so much good feedback about the podcast people who listen to it uh we are grateful for people who listen to the podcast every fortnight that we release it uh and all the newbies who listen to the podcast wanting to come along and they you know this has been a great introduction for them um i can't believe it took us this long to get it started but look here we are now uh we're going to make this more of a video podcast as we're Sampling out today, I might not even use this video. So if you're if I'm if you're listening to this in audio form and you're going oh there's a video of Lawrence just sitting in a dark room talking by himself uh, and it's not there it's because I couldn't work out the technicalities or I thought it looked shit uh, <laughs> something like that. Um, Jess and I have been talking about the idea of opening another club in another city, and I guess that's going to be our project for 2023. Whether this is uh, something we want to do like for real. Uh, and how much effort we're going to put into this, because it's going to take a lot of effort. Um, but yeah, watch this space. Uh, our events, uh, we've planned out our events all the way up until July. So hopefully there's going to be... We're, we're adding some new things in um, for the for the parties of 2023. Or well, not new things, but like changing up the schedule a little bit in terms of like the rotating roster of parties so like you know you've got masquerade little black dress uh, neon nights uh lingerie delight and and whatnot and adding maybe a couple more or taking some away who knows now moving on to the festive because i've been going for almost 50 minutes here <laughs> uh moving on to the festivist miracles the miracle is and then what i could see is that we fucking survived covid somehow like when COVID happened back in 2020, and we had to shut down, it's like it was a sad time. Like we just watched we started to watch our money dwindle that we had saved for the business. we were having to pay rent, and we didn't realize, we didn't know how long we were going to be able to go on for. Uh, fortunately, our uh, the the landlords in the build, in the especially in Annandale just you know gave us rent relief, um, <clears throat> and said just with no um, what do you call it no conditions afterwards, just start paying rent again once everything reopens. And it was obviously a bit of a shaky 2020. It was a shaky 2021. And, you know, we only kicked back into gear fully, but it's at the end of 2021. And then going through this entire year of 2022, um, somewhat unimpeded by COVID in terms of like lockdowns and restrictions and all the rest of it. It's been a cloud with a silver lining, I think for us. So, and I've talked this to, to some customers before, like, you know, how's, how's COVID been? How's it changed your business? It's changed our business for the better. Funnily funnily, funnily, funnily enough. Uh, we have worked really hard on the business, but, you know, I feel like somehow it, it, it was getting to a certain point and like maybe things needed to change. Um, and then COVID was this change. It's sort of like, brought about something it was a different kind of social consciousness you know uh just worked on this business for for full time for for a year or so before um during covid um trying to work this so it's like we're lucky um but we're also you know we worked hard to be in the position to be the beneficiaries of this luck um so you know a mixture of good luck and hard work got us to a position now where the club is kind of selling out every weekend, and it's such a an amazing thing for us to to have experienced. Like, we now have so on. If if the weekend doesn't sell out, say it's like you know, um, you know, eighty percent of the of the ticket sales goes through. Eighty percent is like still quite high, obviously, um, just not hundred percent. But that is now a quiet night for us. It was what would have been an extremely super busy uh, party at our old venue. And Jess and I used to like sort of, you know, dream about, oh, can you imagine like one day that this is just like a quiet party and we sort of like chuckled each other. Oh, yeah, that'll be the day. And now it is the day. That is the time that we're living in now. Like our quiet parties are what would have been our super big party, like a New Year's Eve party or a birthday party back at the old venue. Uh, And it's... Again, to like bring back what I said in the feats of strength, us, uh, yeah, in the feats of strength, where we're extremely grateful, we're humbled, and it's soul enriching. I'm getting touchy feely. I'm really sorry about that. Um, I planned on this podcast being a little bit funnier, but I guess I kind of like got down, the, went down the rabbit hole of being like sincere and like and grateful and humble and like uh, my appreciation for everyone who comes and supports us and then flip totally with my disdain for the fucking assholes of the world. Um, that's, that's kind of where we are. So that's, our that's, that's the COVID miracle. Uh, sorry, the is miracle that has been COVID. Uh, I think, I don't know. I have no evidence on, um, to support any of what I'm saying. It's just kind of anecdotal for me. It's, I think it changed the mindset of a lot of people. They just go, our, our freedom to go out and have fun and move about the, the, the world can be taken away. Um, let's go and enjoy life uh, as best we can while we can uh so if that means like experimenting with different uh relationship styles and going to a club and having fun and meeting people then so be it um and then we just kind of snowballed from there so i say a sincere thank you to everyone that's helped us get through 2022 and made it even better and stronger i hope that we can um make it even better for you in 2022 And for those who write negative Google reviews and and do dub shit at the club, I say, fuck you, go fuck yourselves. Um, No, but seriously, thank you very much um, for listening to this podcast. If you've gotten this far, I commend you. I am going to edit this, maybe somewhat, a little bit, take out like some of the ums and ahs. I don't even fucking know. Maybe I'll just leave it raw. I'm not going to do the intro or outro. It's just going to be me talking because if we do the intro and Jess's voice talks and then it's just me. I don't want to set you up for failure. But you already know that because you've gotten this far. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, I think of things on the fly all the time. Like Jess will tell you that it's just like we'll be talking and it's just like I'm like um I'm like that dog and what that what's that movie pets or something? It's just like he's talking like <laughs> My mind will just race into something else. And it's just like I've got to keep writing things down, which I'm also terrible at. Um, anyway, you've probably realized this by listening to the podcast now for, uh, just nearly an hour of me rambling that the little side tangents that I go on, I'm going to fucking shut the fuck up. now. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for coming in 2023. We're going to release another podcast about the month in review for December next week, in which will we include the New Year's Eve party, which I am sure is going to be a right hoot. Uh, if you want to get your tickets for New Year's Eve, do so now. There's only a few left. Uh, there's also, um, Uh, a party on the 30th as well for linger- no little black dress, lingerie light, something like that. Um, so if you want to come to that and you don't want to come to the, the craziness of New Year's Eve, get your tickets for that. If you like hearing this solo podcast and you want to hear more of me, solo, <laughs> without Jess, uh, let me know. Info at oursecretspot.com.au or social media at oursecretspot on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Uh, say, yeah, we like this podcast, ours We'd like to, uh, you to do another one. I won't do them super, super regularly, but uh, yeah, I can do them on special occasions like Christmas, Hanukkah, Ramadan, New Year's Eve, whatever you like. <laughs> uh, if you would also be so kind as to give us a five-star rating review on your uh, podcast player of choice, like Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that'd be great. Uh, we still do bribery, so if you want to leave a rev- five-star review on iTunes and we read it out on the Month in Review podcasts, uh, you will win a free entry to the club, pending availability. Uh, and, yeah, that would be super appreciated. Don't forget all this normal stuff, Lawrence. I'm talking to myself now, now that I'm by myself. Uh, but I appreciate you again. Thank you again for listening. Bye.